Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research like we do every single day to y'all. And we continue to thank you for your support of healthmasters.com and, and the show. And thank you again for voting. Super E, I asked you guys yesterday, the vitamin E formula, one product of the week uh, by about five votes over the rebuilding formula. So be sure to check it out on the website. That will be updated here shortly. That's our mix to cofrol vitamin E, incredibly effective product helping to maintain healthy blood pressure. Also, it's very, very good for cognitive function as well and also helps out with HDLs and lipid values as far as with cholesterol. So be sure to check that out. I'll put that on the website here shortly. On sale is product of the week. And also, too, be sure to check out the Mood Booster Stack. That's also on the front page. I talked about it yesterday, the B-Complex, 5-HTP, and Ultra Omega fish oil really really good simplistic stack that works really well get great results from it for a lot of customers and continuing to stay strong and healthy right now and how do you you know i know you take this every day with the vitamin e as far as for heart health and keeping blood viscosity down what do you think about it it's a phenomenal blood thinner it's it's probably one of the best blood thinners on the market you stack that with cod liver oil now you got yourself a serious blood thinner yeah uh, so many people are out there taking blood thinners when they could actually you know, not have to deal with having thick blood if they drink more water, distilled water, and they took vitamin E and cod liver oil. Uh, it's very important because, you know, as the blood gets thicker and thicker, as the viscosity increases, it makes it more difficult for the blood to get through the smaller capillaries and tiny venules inside of the body and feed the cells and release oxygen and pick up trash and, you know, CO2 back from the, CO2 back from the, from the cells. Vitamin E is, is super, super important. It's also one of the reasons that people are always saying it's the fertility vitamin or the libido vitamin with men because that blood flow to the reproductive organs of the men is critical as far as maintaining you know the ability to have you know sex with your wife so it's so important that we have you take vitamin e on an ongoing basis and again these blood thinners can be very very dangerous that people put on uh, you know like coumadin which is like a rat poison yeah. and that's how the, that's how they, they they use rat poison they basically give them you know blood thinners and they bleed out through their kidneys and the rats die that way uh, the reason I know so much about this is because I was trained in this extensively at the university level. Plus, my mom was put on blood thinners as she bled out. That's how she died. Also, that's how your grandmother died. Yep. And uh, so I'm, I, I'm very sensitive to that, and it's very aggravating to me that that happened because I told I did my best to talk to the nursing home about the vitamin E and the cod liver oil and all the rest. And the biggest problem that these older people have, especially in nursing homes, they don't drink a lot of water. So the blood gets thicker and thicker because, you know, the blood is primarily water. So when you don't drink enough water in your diet every single day, you dehydrate, the blood gets thicker and thicker and thicker, but it still has to do its functions. That's why you need half your body weighted fluid ounces per day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you need 100 ounces of purified distilled water every single day, every day. Uh, the other day I was cleaning out the distiller and I had a, it was a, I had an 11-year-old kid with me, and, and we were looking at the distiller, and I showed him all of the calcium carbonate that builds up inside of the distiller. And I said, this is what you don't want in your arteries because this calcium carbonate is like dissolved rock. You can't see it in the water, but when you boil it out, it comes to the bottom of the boil pan. Plus, when you ingest it, your body has to get rid of it. It's stored in soft tissues, and that causes what's known normally as hardening of the arteries. And the arterioles and the arteries start to get real calcified. And when that happens, they can't flow properly as far as with the blood. And the artery itself has to pump the blood and, you know, along with the heart. And the artery stops pumping blood properly. So the heart is basically left with the entire responsibility of pumping the blood throughout the body. And it makes a very, very big problem for cardiovascular disease. An article just came out in the Daily Mail this morning. I was talking to Austin about it before the show started. 
truth about high cholesterol foods like eggs and cheese and why they won't impact your heart health as much as you think. There you go. Cholesterol in eggs does not raise blood cholesterol like trans and saturated fats. A buildup of cholesterol in blood vessels causes more, them to narrow and to harden. A, a, a read more says too much good cholesterol can be bad for your brain. Let me stop here. Let's go through these headlines one by one. I used to do these big seminars around the country. You guys you know, remember that. Many of you have attended these seminars that I've done. In some cases, I'd have up to 40,000 people in attendance, and I'd be one of the keynote speakers. And I would walk out on the platform, and I'd say, I'm going to talk about the top 10 foods never to eat today. And I've got good, good news for everybody. Beef, eggs, and butter are not included on my list of top 10 foods never to eat. And people start applauding because they were so excited. They'd be hear some good news about being able to eat a steak or use real butter or use real eggs. The studies that were originally done using eggs in order to prove they elevated cholesterol were done with powdered eggs and trans fats and hydrogenated oils and everything else added to these eggs, which made them unbelievably toxic. Never has there been a study done using whole organic eggs that has shown it elevates cholesterol. I eat anywhere from four to six to eight eggs a day. I do my best to keep my cholesterol levels up as high as I can. My diet is so clean that my cholesterol is actually a little low right now. It's around 160 to 200. I like it better around 250. Now, here's the thing. The biggest problem that we have as far as the cholesterol is not in an arterial calcification and arterial clogging isn't cholesterol, it's insulin. Insulin is the big problem. That's why we have so many people right now in the United States suffering with what's called syndrome X. That's why the Ozemka is being used you know, off the charts as far as what it's doing because it brings insulin levels down. Our benfotamine does the same thing, but without having to do all these side effects. Insulin, what it does is it's like a, it's a salt, make, make it simple. And I remember you guys, remember when we were kids, and some of you may have done this, some of you may not have done this. If you have a leech crawling across the sidewalk, which I see very few leeches, anymore, I don't know what happened to all those things, <laughs> slugs, you pour salt on it and it dehydrates it and it dies almost instantly instead of having to make a big mess of squishing the leech, right? That's nasty. But the reality is salt is basically, it dehydrates. And when you have elevate, when you elevate insulin to the body, Insulin is a storage hormone, right? It's what it does. It, it basically helps to basically, you know, store body fat and bring down sugar, et cetera, et cetera. And what, is, what ends up happening is when you elevate insulin and it stays elevated for a long period of time, it's very, very salty and it goes into the blood vessels and it starts to dehydrate them, causing them to get real brittle. And when it does that, the body has to then coat those arteries with cholesterol to make them slippery again. You know, the inside of the arteries are supposed to be super, super slippery. They're like wet ice on wet ice, so the blood will flow efficiently. When you get salt in there and you start dehydrating them, the body puts the cholesterol in them and basically coats them to try to make them slippery again, and it builds up gradually over a period of time, causing atherosclerotic placking. When you throw, you know, other things into your diet, like, you know, pork products, which are super bad for you, and you throw a lot of dairy products into your product, which are bad for you with all the extra fat, et cetera, it, it exacerbates that problem. So if you eat real clean, if you're staying with chicken, you're staying with vegetables, you're staying with fish, you're staying you know, with a steak every once in a while or eggs every day, it's not a big deal. But the trans fats and the hydrogenated oils are so dangerous that they're the ones that primarily cause the, most of the heart disease. The other day I was looking at a, a can of Jif peanut butter, a tub of, you know, tub bar jar of Jif peanut butter. And I thought, well, maybe they've reformulated Jif because it used to carry a lot of hydrogenated oil in it, trans fats in it. And I looked on the label, sure enough, also, this still has hydrogenated oil in it. Yep. <laughs> and I thought to myself, who in the world would intentionally eat this now, knowing how bad it is for the hearts and for the arteries? And it says in this article, for a long time, the prevailing nutrition advice was to avoid foods with cholesterol in order to keep the heart strong and healthy. 
Cholesterol is a fatty substance that can build up and damage blood vessels that supply the heart, and it's found in animal-like products like meat and famously egg yolks. It's long been thought that too many eggs a day could raise the risk of heart attacks and stroke. But experts now have refuted the claims that high-cholesterol foods are even bad for your health. They say state for, they say favors like steak and liver, two of the highest cholesterol foods, have little direct impact on the amount of subs, substances that accumulates in our bodies. Instead, they say the biggest influence of blood cholesterol levels is the mix of fats and carbohydrates. Remember? Because of the insulin. You dump all of this sugar in your diet, your body dumps all the insulin in, not the amount of cholesterol that you eat. High cholesterol occurs when there are too many fatty deposits called lipids in the blood, as was saying. Saturated fats in the diet, as well as obesity, stimulates cholesterol production. Though foods and saturated fats include these foods that are forbidden, but they're not really bad for you. Meanwhile, certain foods can help clear out the artery, clogging cholesterol, like you know, oats, beans, nuts, etc. Much has changed over the past few decades in nutrition and guidance rules. Let me tell you a funny story here, and it was it was a it was a strange story for me. I was on with Stephen Vicky in Atlanta, and it was, they were the number one talk show at the time. This is this is a you know, couple of decades ago, and I'll never forget. We were up there in the RV. We were parked at the studio, and I come in. I start talking about trans fats and hydrogen and oils and how toxic they are. And I'll never forget this. You know, I'm, I'm giving all this really good information now, which is cutting edge, way above, its, way before its time. And all of a sudden, one of the major universities, you know, calls up Stephen Vicky after the show and say that, I, and they said that I was giving out bad information, and they want to be able to issue a rebuttal and have the same amount of airtime that I had to come in and talk to the listeners of the studio because they need to fix the information that I put out. And they came in and started talking about how margarine and trans fats were better for you than butter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not making this stuff up. And, and, and Stephen Vicky called me up and said, well, do you want to come in here and debate them? I said, no, I'm not going to debate anybody. I said, I'll tell you what the statistics of what the numbers are. I said, I'm not going to argue with these guys on air. It's ridiculous. Well, they came on and they did this whole thing. Well, about six months later, the FDA had come in and said that now you had to start labeling trans fats, which are hydrogenated oils, on labels. And when they asked, were asked what the amount of trans fats were that were safe, the FDA had no idea what to say. They were in a quandary. They said that it's so toxic and so bad, there is no available amount of trans fats that's safe. But we have to list it on the label now. And so they came in and said basically butter was better and that basically you need to stay away from trans fats and hydrogenated oils. So they completely agreed with everything that I'd said with Stephen Vicky on that talk show in Atlanta. Well, about six months later, Stephen Vicky had seen the research. I'd sent it to him from the FDA and what their, you know, USDA and all the stuff that happened with the trans fats. And they asked me to come back on the show again. I said, okay, but this time I did it from my office instead of being there live in studio because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And it was interesting. The first thing they started off and they said, this university says you're crazy, Ted. What do you think about that? And I looked at them, you know, this is live radio. They're starting off with you're crazy, Ted. What do you think about that? And my response is, well, they're absolutely right. I am crazy. And they said, can you explain to me why you're crazy? And I said, sure. I'm crazy enough to believe that the United States doesn't have to lead the world when it comes to heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. That the leading cause in death with children under the age of 14, other than accidents, doesn't have to be cancer. And that we don't have to have all of these sudden infant death rates all over the world from basically the, what we're doing to the children and to the infants. So if that makes me crazy, I stand completely and totally crazy. And they started laughing. And they said, that's a great answer. I said, well, you're welcome. And I said, but the reality is I was right about trans fats. And they said, we know you are. We've seen the research now. Everything you said about margarine was true. Remember, all margarine is is Crisco shortening with yellow food coloring. It was used after the war effort. They take uh, like oil, like a, you know, like soybean oil, and they bubble it at super high temperatures, and they use nickel as a catalyst, and they create a trans fat or a solid fat. They tie all these binds together, the bonds together, and what happens is it becomes solid at room temperature. The problem is it doesn't really melt at room temperature. 
I mean, you take margarine and set it on the shelf in the garage. It doesn't melt. Butter will, but margarine won't. And so I got to ask yourself a question. Ladies, listen to me. You remember when you used to cook with Crisco? Remember all that? Before you knew better, hopefully you don't do it anymore. Remember, if that stuff sprayed on you or splattered on you when you had a nice blouse or nice dress on when you were cooking, that's why they always wore aprons, there was no way to get it out of your clothes. You have to throw your clothes away. You couldn't get it out. Well, if you, I may ask you a question. If you can't get it out of your clothes, how are you supposed to get it out of your arteries? You've got to get this stuff out of your system. And this stuff is so poisonous, you never put it in. So I looked at that, that thing of Jif peanut butter yesterday, and I started laughing. I said, wow, I used to eat this junk all the time. But I stopped eating it many, many, many decades ago. And I've got a friend of mine. His name was Johnny. And he was our neighbor when I was a kid. He used to live on Jif peanut butter, tablespoons at a time, tablespoons at a time. And, of course, he ended up having to have quadruple bypass surgery. And, you know, the sad part about it is how many people think that this is a healthy alternative to a steak because they're eating peanut butter, never realizing that it contains trans fats and hydrogenated oils, and it's incredibly toxic to the body. If you're going to eat peanut butter, go have them grind fresh peanuts for you, though I don't really like peanut butter. I think almond butter is better. And have them grind fresh peanuts for you and make sure you use really high-quality organic bread and not white toxic bread if you want to make your kids a sandwich. But always remember you have to look at the research and the double control studies that are being done and how they label the research to see if it's real or not. I've been telling you guys for almost 40 years now that trans fats are toxic. And so the sad part about it is, is that now the world is starting to listen, but now the world is dying of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, and all these vascular diseases, including impotency over the age of 40, up to 70, I think 50% of the men are impotent now, and a lot of it has to do with the amount of trans fats they've ingested and how much calcium carbonate they put into their body because they're drinking all kinds of contaminated water, and they're doing something like using uh, coconut milk you know, or whatever, or, or, or coconut water, and all the rest of it, almond milk. And it's loaded with calcium carbonate. They actually put calcium carbonate in almond milk to make the milk look white. So you're basically eating dissolved rock. It's one of the worst things you can put into your body. You should never, ever use it. And if you want to end up with hardening of the arteries, that's how you do it pretty quick. That's like suicide on the installment plan, one sip at a time. It's awful. Always remember to eat clean all the time and drink distilled water. Absolutely critical, Austin. What do you think? You're 100% accurate on that. And we've talked about so many times as far as the food supply being so contaminated and a lot of these ingredients and components that they keep putting in there just keep getting worse and worse and worse. Like Dad just elaborated on with the uh, hydrogenated oil. You know, a lot of it now, too, you're seeing so many issues with an extremely alarming rise in cancer rates all across the country. And I mean, people under 50, there's an article that I pulled up uh, from back, it was uh, last month, and a newly released uh, report from the American Cancer Society highlights how essentially that colon cancer has been on the rise with young adults now since the early 2000s. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And one of the issues that I've talked to a lot of people about now, as far as my opinion, one contributing factor among many is the massive increase of sucralose, artificial sweetener, sucralose, or Splenda, that's now become so prominent in almost every single food component now as far as with a artificial sweetener. It was interesting because about two weeks ago, I stopped by a GNC, a local one over there, and I wanted to see kind of what some of the new products that are out. I like to research and stuff all the time as far as what new products are coming out, new ingredients, and talk to the lady, see what she thought about certain things. And I asked her, I said, is sucralose, because I've been in with these stores in a long time, and I asked her, I said, is sucralose still being used? Do you have anything without sucralose in it? And she shook her head. This is just working in GNC. She shakes her head and goes, it's in everything. It's in everything, sir. And I said, you know what sucralose is? She's like, yeah. I said, it's a chlorocarbon. It's basically a pesticide. I said, they take a sugar molecule, and they pull the atoms off it, they put two chlorine mo- uh, atoms on it, and essentially it becomes unbelievably toxic when it mixes with hydrochloric acid in the stomach. 
And it's massively been leaked now as far as the colorectal cancer and also kidney problems. And she goes, I know. She goes, it's in everything. It's like she goes, almost every single protein powder, every pre-workout, everything we have here has sucralose in it. And I just, I, I looked around. There's a few products I saw that basically didn't have it. And it was rare, far and few between. And the problem with this is now the majority of people don't understand how toxic this stuff is. And that's why we bring it up on the show all the time, Dad, and talk about what's really going on with these massive toxins that are being added to the food supply. That's why you have to read the label. You have to read the label. Well, chlorocarbon is chlorine. Yeah. You know, it's, it, what it, is, it destroys the gut flora. It's unbelievably cancer-causing. It massively wipes out all probiotics. Unbelievably messes up kidney function. I, I remember years ago, I had a friend of mine who was using a protein powder that contained sucralose, and I warned them and warned them and warned them to stop doing it. And finally, they started having kidney issues and kidney pain. I said, wow, you were right about this. And they stopped using it. So, I mean, so it's one of those deals that you know, you've got to avoid this stuff. That's why we're so careful with what we put in there for sweeteners and all of our products. So we use primarily stevia because, and we try to stay away from the alcohol sugars, too. Uh, you know, here's an interesting article that came in. It said, why America will never overcome its mountain of debt. And I read this. And it says, can America hope to build past this mountain of $34 trillion in federal debt with a staggering weight of unfunded liabilities and entitlement programs reaching a staggering $212 trillion? Any strategy for repayment is met with formidable obstacles. And here's what I will say to you. The last person who paid off the national debt was Andrew Jackson. And he did it by getting rid of the Bank of the United States, which is through Andrew Biddle, who was a Rothschild banking cartel flunky. And... I'm gonna, I've never done this on video before, and I wish I had some graphs I could show you, but I'll just talk about it like this, and I'll explain it to you. If I decided to start a country, and let's say we decided to get an island in the Caribbean, and I needed you know, $10 billion in order to put an infrastructure and roads, et cetera, et cetera, in this island, and I didn't have the money to do that, which obviously I wouldn't have $10 billion, but I went to somebody like Bill Gates. Oh, gosh, just mentioning him a name or Elon Musk, I would never ask those guys for anything. But if let's say they get, Elon Musk gave me $10 billion, and all of a sudden you know, he printed up his own currency that said Elon Musk, you know, $1 bill. Okay? And so now we have $10 billion of Elon Musk's dollars because he's worth the money. Everybody accepts the dollars. The vendors take it. The banks around the world take it. They can deposit it. So he gives me $10 million, and he, gives me, but he charges me 7.2% interest. That means in 10 years, that money's going to double as far as the interest that's owed on it. Now, now listen to me for a second. I'm explaining to you what happened with the national debt and why we're in this situation. Before 1913, this wasn't the case. This is not how it worked. But suddenly, so we get $10 billion from Elon Musk at 7.2% interest. And so I build the infrastructure. I build the roads on the island. And now we've got this big resort. And we've got these people coming down there. And everybody loves it. And everybody uses the Elon Musk money. And everything's perfect. Well, that 10 years comes up. I suddenly owe another $10 billion in interest because the money has doubled now as the interest. So I borrowed $10 billion, but now I owe $10 billion more. Here's the problem. The initial money that was put into circulation, the M1, by Elon Musk was only $10 billion. But suddenly I owe $10 billion on the initial purchase of the money, and I owe another $10 billion in interest. The other $10 billion in interest was never printed. It doesn't exist. It can't be paid back because it was never put into circulation. It's never been run. So now here I am in a mess. I've got a $10 billion debt plus $10 billion interest that I can't pay back. And now I'm like, what the heck? I'm $20 billion in debt now. I started off with $10 billion. And Elon Musk goes, oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. We're going to sell bonds now, and we're going to issue you more currency, and we're going to sell your debt to other countries. And I go, okay, I'll do that. So I sell another $10 billion in bonds. Here's the problem. I only have $10 billion in circulation. Now I owe $20 billion. 
Okay, and the same thing happens. Ten years later, now I owe another $20 billion. So now all of a sudden I owe $40 billion. But I only have $10 billion in circulation, which is the M1 money supply. So even if I liquidate the entire money supply and give him his $10 billion back, I'm still $30 billion in the hole. That's what happened with our national debt. It can't be paid back because the money doesn't exist. It never got printed. So they just sell more and more bonds, more and more T-bills, as IOUs pretty much is what they are, against the national debt. So now all of a sudden I've got $30 trillion or $212 trillion of unfunded liabilities. When, when 2008 hit and all and, and the, and the, and the, and the peace soup hit the fan with the economy, the main reason that happened was because of derivative exposure to these major organizations. And they basically had gone out and leveraged themselves and leveraged themselves and leveraged themselves. There was only about $1 trillion in circulation at that time. But we had a quadrillion dollars worth of derivative debt, a thousand trillions, right? So we couldn't figure out how to get it all paid back. So they had started doing massive, massive loans to these banks in order to get them solvent again, because they had continued this Ponzi scheme for decades upon decades upon decades for 100 years. Suddenly, the United States is completely broke, and there's no way to pay it back. There was only a trillion dollars in printed currency at the time of 2008, approximately. I think it was 800 billion. That was it. Everything else was paper. It was, just, it was just derivatives and basically bets on paper. And so when everybody started trying to cash the paper and there wasn't any money left, the solvency wasn't there. That's the problem right now. We don't have the money in circulation. This is why they want to go to a digital currency. Yep. Because that way they don't have to deal with this. They can just give you more dots and dashes on the, on the computer screen and say, oh, by the way, we're solvent again. We just gave you another $100 trillion. And you're like, well, did you print it? Well, no, we don't have to anymore. We're done with all that. That's the reason they do that. So when I read an article like this, it says, will the national debt ever be paid off? And it's nonsense. It goes into all the stuff they teach you with Keynesian economics. And they never teach you the truth about what I just told you about the start of the country and let's issue the debt, but we never print the interest. If the interest doesn't get printed, there's no way to pay the interest back. And that's what we're in right now. That's why, until, that's why you hear me talk so much about the international banking cartels. Not only have they done this to the United States, they've done this to almost every single country in the world. And we become their debt slaves. And that's why they had to push the income tax, because that way they could charge us for the interest via the income tax and make us their bond servants and basically put us into a debtor's prison. It's like right now, Joe Biden is still supposedly giving away money for student debt loans. And I'm like, okay, well, the Supreme Court said he can't do that, but now he's just doing another bunch, bunch more money for that. Now, mind you, I don't have a problem with people bankrupting themselves. I think that's great. The Constitution gives us the right to do that. But they have made student loans non-dischargeable through bankruptcy. That's completely against the Constitution of the United States. And why in the world the Supreme Court hasn't ruled against that? I don't know. Well, yeah, of course I do. With the Rothschilds control it all, they don't want you to discharge your student debt. And what they do is they give you these ridiculously useless degrees that you can't do anything with. Like I'm, I'm going to major in uh, African studies or underwater basket weaving or gay and lesbian studies. And, and you go to your job and you get a four-year degree and you've got $100,000 in debt. And you go, I have a degree in gay and lesbian studies. And unless you're going into the educational system, you're not going to get a job probably. Or underwater basket weaving, they're going to go, well, when do you want to do underwater basket weaving? We sell something besides baskets in our company. What do, what do, what do you get? And then you say, well, I feel, I feel as though you're, being, you're microaggressing me now. I, I need a safe space. And you're like, wait a minute. You're on an interview with me, and you're telling me you need a safe space. I need a corner place to sit right now. I need a puppy. And you go, a puppy? What are you doing with a puppy? I need Play-Doh. I need Play-Doh, too, because without the Play-Doh with my puppy, I'm not going to be happy. You have to give me a safe space. And so you look at the person, you go, what is wrong with you? You have a degree in underwater basket weaving. You want Play-Doh on a puppy. You're on an interview. I haven't even hired you yet. Get out. 
Now you come back 10 years later, and this same person has gone from job to job to job to job. Now they're finally realizing they don't need a safe space. They don't need a puffy. They don't need Play-Doh. But they got a mountain of student debt, and they're defaulted on it. And now all of a sudden they go, we don't like this. We want you guys to take this back and eat it. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. When I was in college, I worked my first two years of college. I worked at Morrow Memorial Hospital. In fact, it's very close to my office where my office currently is. When I was in college in graduate school, I worked for a company in Tallahassee to make extra money, help pay my bills. I did all of that myself, and I just made sure that I had I budgeted my lifestyle. We have people now that are living in luxury apartments on student loans, driving luxury cars on student loans, having a luxury lifestyle on student loans, traveling the world on student loans, having an incredible wardrobe on student loans, and they live this life of leisure for four years, expecting that suddenly within 10 years from now, all that debt's going to just go away. And it doesn't go away because it's non-dischargeable in bankruptcy. So will America ever overcome its mountain of debt? Will the students ever be able to walk away from all of their student loans? Ask yourself a question. If America doesn't get rid of the Federal Reserve Banks, it's never going to happen until we stop issuing debt-based currency. There's a really good book you can read. It's called Billions for the Bankers and Debts for the People by Shelton Emery. It's a PDF. It's free online. Billions for the Bankers and Debts for the People by Shelton Emery. One of the best books I've ever seen on this particular topic. Very, very, very important that you look at this particular book and read it. It's a little paperback. It'll, it'll snap you tight. It'll make you realize what they've done to us. Same thing with the student loans. Maybe if we stop telling the kids that they're going to be able to go for free and live in these luxury apartments and have this incredible life. They go out and party, buy drugs, do everything else they want to do in college. Which they, a lot of them do that, not all of them. And then they turn around and go, oh, by the way, I had a great time in college for four years. It was a blast. Oh, yeah, I got $100,000 of debt. Yeah, I, I, don't, I want you to pay for it now. Well, I don't want to pay for their problems. And see, that's the thing is if you don't teach these kids the right way to start with and say, hey, look, you got to be responsible for your debt. I know a guy who basically gave his daughter a car, an old Honda, you know, Accord, and and basically she didn't take care of it, and she let it go basically into the rubble heap as far as no maintenance. And suddenly she came back to the dad and said, "I want you to give me a new car now." And the dad, the dad says, "No, I'm not going to do that. Why would I give you another car when you let the other one go into the rubble heap and never did any maintenance on it? Why have you not learned from this?" See, that's the problem with entitlements, isn't it? When we give people stuff and give them stuff and give them more stuff. And quite frankly, I lived in a scholarship house in Tallahassee when I was at Florida State for a year. It was one of my worst experiences of my entire life. It was horrible. But I got a year of education without having to pay for housing. But after the first year of that, I said I'd rather get a job to deal with this again. But the sad part about it is, is that a lot of kids aren't going to be willing to do that. They want their entitlements. I remember Harrison was living in a dorm, and he was in graduate school up there you know, in an apartment. And, I, and I'm going up and down the elevator listening to these kids. And they're talking about their student loans and their lifestyle and their party and all the other stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, who's paying for all this? Well, apparently, we the people, American taxpayers, are paying for it. And now they just want to have a discharge because they had a four-year party schedule. And they can't use the loans. They can't pay back the loans. I'm going to say this to you one more time as a child, if you're listening to me, or as a student. If you're going to go to college, you get a degree that you can get licensed with, become an engineer, become a doctor, become a nurse. If you're not going to do that, okay, you need to go ahead and go to trade school and learn how to be an electrician or be a plumber. Those are great professions. Very important you understand this. If you are in high school right now and you have the ability to pass the PERT, go and take classes at the local college and get your AA degree at the same time you get your high school diploma. Stop wasting time in high school. 
just food for thought. And in many cases, if you start early enough with dual enrollment, you can get enough credits, almost get a bachelor's degree and still stay at home. And then you don't have to worry about student loans at all or student debt at all. You'll basically go to college for free. Very, very important. I know my children have all done all that stuff, and it makes it a lot easier to get through school. Just thought I'd mention all that to you this, since I'm meddling now. Anyhow, what do you think? No, you're 100% accurate on that. I remember when I was in college, I remember there was a guy in there that I knew. We used to hang out occasionally, and he was loaded up with student debt. I think when he graduated, it was like $120,000, $130,000 of student debt. And I remember he got the whole thing. He got the money, paid for his bills, paid for his car, everything loaded up. And then he got into uh, real estate. He had a college degree and ended up getting into real estate as far as a realtor, which is not a bad profession. But it ended up being at the wrong time. It was in 2008, 2009 when he graduated with me. And obviously, you guys know what happened to the housing market at that point in time. And so he was stuck paying this massive student debt without any income. And it caused a very serious financial strain on him. And so that's one of the things that Dad's talking about right here is that be very cautious. When you start taking on debt like this, that there's no asset to back it. It's just a college degree. There's no vehicle. There's no house. There's no property. There's nothing on it. Be very, very cautious on doing that. Also, to another news, this is interesting as well. The U.S. Vaccine Injury Compensation Program now has a 10-year backlog of claims. Remember the vaccine injury compensation fund that was allegedly there to take care of the population, the general population of the United States, if they had any health problems from vaccine injury. Yeah, it's on a 10-year backlog now. They want to say here that now it's going to take over 10 years for someone injured by the COVID-19 vaccine to receive a decision. Listen to this, 10 years for someone injured by the COVID-19 vaccine to receive a decision on whether the claim is eligible for compensation, if they even receive a response at all. 10 years now to even see if you get a response. The U.S. health officials responded to questions on America's failing vaccine injury compensation system in a hearing that left the vaccine injured field like addressing the system shortcoming is not a priority. On January 1st, there were 12,854 claims already filed for COVID-19 injuries. What's interesting about this is now to only 2,000 of them have even been looked at and processed, and only 40 claims have been found eligible for compensation. So they're now saying 10-year wait to file a claim to see if it's even eligible now with the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, this isn't this isn't this wasn't done accidentally. They knew exactly what they were doing with this program. They knew exactly what they did with the COVID-19 shot, and they're seeing now that so many people are having so severe side effects from the shot. They're having to try to string it out as long as they can to make sure that nobody is going to be able to get any compensation from this. Because here's the thing. It's not about the money. The money, the money doesn't matter. These guys print the money. They don't want to admit they were wrong with this. They do not want to admit that the shot is actually causing these problems. So now you string it out 10 years down the road. Majority of people, they're not even going to think anything about it, much less file a claim. And what's interesting about it, you know, we talked about in detail about the Operation Warp Speed. And when you look at a lot of this now, with the lockdowns, with the stay-at-home orders, with the suspension of people's rights, with mass distribution of fraudulent testing, with unlawful mandates, with the various money laundering, it was all done systemically and intentionally to do exactly what the plan was. And that was break down the American society, break down the small mom-and-pop businesses. And on top of that, they came in and completely and totally ruined everybody's health with a shot that they said was safe and effective. So again, be very, very cautious about any time the government says something is safe and they're here to help you. They, didn't Ronald Reagan say that, Dad? What's the, what's the, most, what's the worst thing to hear? Well, yeah, I'm, the, I'm with the government. I'm here, I'm here to, to help. help. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, but, but you're right. And also, too, Austin, with this thing with these people that have been basically responsible for the shot, you give them 5, 10, 15, 20 years, a lot of these guys will be retired. They'll be gone. 
Yeah, you know, so that's so, true. So now the person to blame is no longer there. I mean, this is what happened with the Warren Commission report. And a lot of things happened with John F. Kennedy. They said you can't talk about anything else for 50 years. Yep. Okay, well, 50 years rolled by, and all of a sudden Donald Trump was going to release some of the information. They stopped him again. And even though the majority of the people that were involved with the assassination of Kennedy were dead. dead. It's about okay? But that what, they, what they didn't want to do is drag Mossad into this because Mossad was also involved yeah, in this. Right. And the CIA was involved in it. So they didn't want to have the people – they didn't want to lessen the ability of the Mossad – organization and CIA to do what they do behind the scenes by exposing them for what they did like they did with the Warren Commission exactly back right. in the 70s. So it's just, but people need to realize the reason, the longer they push it down the road, the longer they do all of this, the less amount of time, that the less amount of people that were involved in it are going to be able to be prosecuted for this because they're dead or they're retired or they fled to a non-extradition country or whatever. They're gone. They just disappear. And see, that's the thing that we need to understand is that the people that did this, they don't want to be held accountable for it with Operation Warp Speed. Look at Fauci. He's the man, he's the man that everybody loves to hate. And, I mean, the, the guy was awful. And, you know, and, and finally he's out of office. But, you know, look at the damage that he did. I mean, look at, look at this. If you don't get a vaccine, you can't keep your job. We're going to fire you. If you don't get the vaccine, you can't stay in the military. We're going to, we're going to dishonorably discharge you. If you don't get a vaccine, you can't fly for the airlines. We're going to basically ground you. And it went on and on and on and on until they forced 80% of the people in the United States to be in compliance with the vaccine. And now people are suffering with all kinds of problems with myocarditis, pericarditis, all types of immune-related disorders, turbo cancers, all of this stuff because of the suppression of the immune system. That's why the spike protein survival kit using the nanokinase, and the N-acetylcysteine and the vitamin E are so important to keep a good cardiovascular system going to try to mitigate the damage associated with these types of products. An mRNA vaccine was tested first with the CIA and with DARPA back in the early 2000s. And they did it with cats and they did it with ferrets. And they couldn't get through the study because every single cat and every single ferret died from septus. This, these are bad products. They're an absolutely horrible product. They should never be used. And now look at all these people with POTS disease and heart problems and these young guys dropping dead on fields. All of this stuff was done on purpose to reduce the life expectancy of the population and to decrease the surplus population. What did Henry, Henry Kissinger call them? The useless eaters? And, and that's what they're doing here for us. You know, and so we see all of this stuff because human life has been basically put to a point of like not important because of Darwinism. When you think, well, you came from slime, you just, you're, you're basically a slime bot. Uh, you, you came from a monkey. And I'm going to ask a question again. If monkeys became humans, why, would, why do we still have monkeys? Wouldn't you much rather have been a human than a monkey? Why do we still have monkeys? But that's, I'm not supposed to ask that question. And China's now blasting the U.S. for giving Israel a license to kill after the United States U.N. veto. China has let its frustration be known after the U.S. was vetoed Tuesday's U.N. resolution urging a ceasefire in Gaza which would have brought immense international pressure to bear on Israel to stop its offensive. The UN text called for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire as women and children being machine gunned and the proposed by Algeria for the 15 member security council's approval. It was seen as having a widespread Arab backing vote was 13 to one with the UK abstaining and the U S being the lone no vote, which is a familiar pattern historically on Israel related issues. Again, when you have dual Israeli citizens in Congress and in the Senate, and you have the entire country being controlled by a Rothschild banking cartel, which Israel is its fiefdom, they have a tendency to exert extreme influence on the decisions made in the United States of America. And then when you have a Schofield reference Bible that's telling Christians, if you don't support everything Israel does, you're going to be cursed. 
you have a tendency to do all of this stuff. All of these crazy things are happening right now as we watch this slaughter of women and children in Gaza. I mean, and then Christians go, well, this is what they deserve. Wait a minute. Jesus taught us to love one another, not to machine gun and bayonet each other. So how can you as a Christian justify going in and killing women and children? And I'm a Christian. I'm a very strong, committed Christian, actually. I go to church every week, and I pray every single day. I don't like any of this stuff. We don't have a right to kill women and children who are non-combatants in a war just because it's going to be a sport to these Israeli soldiers to do this. This is insanity. And the fact that China is blasting us says something, doesn't it? China, which has been known for humanitarian problems and doing all kinds of horrible <laughs> things like the least, yeah. Square, it's, it's Square, is now saying, hey, what are you doing, guys? This is even beyond what we did. Don't do this. Kind of like the pot calling the kettle black, actually. But the reality is, is that China, i got to give them kudos for saying, why are you giving Israel a license to kill after you've done this? My question is, too, United States, United, why are we doing this? Why are we giving it? Oh, I forgot. APAC, the American-Israeli Political Action Committee, hundreds of thousands of employees all over the United States. And if you don't get on board with them and you want to go to a national office, you ain't getting elected in the United States. Just thought I'd mention that. Oh, Maybe James Trafficking was right when he said Israel uses the United States like a whore. I didn't say it. He said it. Look it up. He's a foreign congressman. And so he said they control both sides of Congress. Is that true? Well, according to Otto Kahn, the guy who was a member of Kuhn Lieb, who started the Federal Reserve back in 1913, when he was interviewed back in 1920, he says that both sides of the narrative, Republicans and the Democrats, are controlled via the Kabbalists. He, he didn't say this, via them, the international banking cartels. That would be the Kabbalist, Luciferian synagogue of Satan. That's who controls the planet right now, and their weird stuff they're involved in, and all the pedophilia and all the other sick stuff they do, so like with Jeffrey Epstein. So don't give them a pass on this. You know, I've, I got a friend of mine the other day. I sent him some of this stuff, and he's a pastor. And he said to me, he goes, I'm a Zionist. I'm a hardcore supporter of Israel. And I said to him, I said, how can you justify this? No response. I said, how can you justify the killing of women and children? No response. The only response was, I'm a supporter of Israel. No matter what they do, he supports them. I'm not like that. If Israel does something good, I'm going to say they did something good. If Germany does something good, I'll say they did something good. If Russia does something good, I'll say they did something good. If China, which is hard to believe, says something good like this, I'm going to say they did something good. If they something, if all of these same countries, if they say something bad or do something stupid, I'm going to call them out for that too. I'm nonpartisan with this. I don't care. I look at it as an independent journalist and say, hey, wait a minute. Is this what we're doing here? Why are we doing this? And this, here's the thing. Let's do it again. What am I doing? What's it doing to me? And is it okay? What am I doing? I'm endorsing Israel. What's it doing to me? It's causing me to compromise my Christian faith and my belief in God and walking in love. Is that okay? No, it's not. Ask yourself those questions when you want to endorse a country like this that's doing these crazy things. Now, should you pray for Israel? Absolutely, yes. I pray that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. They stop using their talent. They turn to the New Testament and they accept Christ for who he said he is, their Messiah. I pray that all the time. That's, I pray that for them. But supporting the number one homosexual destination in the world with Tel Aviv? No, nah, that's not my thing. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to support any of that stuff. And shame on you if you're a Christian, you continue to do this. And you don't look at the actual facts of what this country believes and what they do. This is, this is, this is genocide against women and children. 
And in my opinion, that is not okay. What do you think, Austin? <laughs> it is kind of sad when China is <laughs> calling out what's happening. Well, no, it's ridiculous. Fact, yeah, considering the fact what China has been involved in, it's kind of a sad state of affairs to see that. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. Recall of an enormous amount of products containing cheese linked to bacteria contamination, listeria, reported this month expanded to all salads and taco kits now this is crazy the company rizzo lopez based out of california recalled dozens and dozens of different brands related to the recall saying that basically listeria outbreak forced them to do so according to the cdc 26 cases have been reported and 23 hospitalizations of those cases they said states reported include arizona california colorado florida georgia nevada north carolina oregon tennessee texas and washington state they said the types of cheeses, and it goes the whole list of stuff with pretty almost every single brand you can come up with. I'm, I'm going to list a link on here on the website, and you can look it up. They said these are sold at retailers such as Albertsons, Safeway, Kroger's, Publix, Safemart, Starmart, Strader Brothers. I mean, the list goes down the line. And what's interesting about this is, is that when you see something like the CDC says there's 23 cases of this across the country of hysteria, we've got to recall millions and millions and millions of dollars of product. Okay, got it. Um, when are we going to recall the COVID shot that has way more than 23 hospitalizations as far as from side effects from it? Why is it that it's something like cheese gets recalled so fast because of alleged listeria, but yet you have a shot that's now thousands? I mean, right there in my report earlier, they have over 12,000 submissions already for COVID-19 vaccine injury claims, 12,000. And that's a minute amount, 12,000. But yet 23 cases of listeria get this much you know, blowback from the CDC. Ask yourself what's actually the agenda and what they're actually doing. Also, to another news, this is interesting. Numerous Nevada voters were shocked to discover that they voted in the February 6th presidential primary, despite not having done so. Las Vegas Review Journal reports they said the Las Vegas residents and registered Republican told the outlet that her family checked the Secretary of State's website on Sunday to look up their voter history after hearing about the issue. The site showed that she and her family voted in the primary, despite none of them having voted. She attempted to opt out of future mail-in ballots and was unable to do so with messages saying that she was not currently registered to vote and that her voting history no longer existed. She said this is insanely frustrating. Everybody's uncomfortable. The Secretary of State claims that they've identified the possible technical issue related to the voting history and that elections and IT staff immediately began collaborating with county clerks to look at what actually happened, adding that many steps are being taken now to prevent this from happening. This has become so systemic now with voter fraud. And a lot of this all came down as one of the main reasons they had the COVID nightmare that I guess you could put out there now with the mail-in ballots. I remember talking to people that were literally getting multiple mail-in ballots to different addresses and same names. I mean, multiple. They didn't even request them. They didn't even ask for them. Yet, they were getting them all the time. This entire thing was set up from the beginning. They knew what they were going to do with the 2020 election. And now you've got people that are allegedly voting in Las Vegas and presidential primaries, and they never voted. And suddenly, the Secretary of State office goes, oh, we're going to look at the technical issue that's causing this. We're going to, we're going to dig into it and make sure we figure out what's going on. At the same time, you have YouTube now that is boasting about collaborating with the WHO and suppressing misinformation. A video now published by Yahoo Finance reveals not only does Google chief clinical officer Michael Howell see the role of the super powerful tech corporation in determining what users are allowed to see, they went into detail now that they are bragging about going in and getting rid of misinformation related to the presidential elections. So they deem what is misinformation, not that there's any fact on it, not that there's any type of evidence, it's they deem it to be misinformation, so they pull it right off the platform. 
YouTube has become huge. Everybody knows YouTube. The problem with it is YouTube only allows what they want to allow on YouTube. And if you push the narrative, if you question certain things, they now have the clause of misinformation to take anything down they want at any point in time. And so that's why it's really important. Shows like this and other shows that are really putting the truth out there, thank you for the support because this is something that is becoming worse and worse and worse. Dad and I have talked about it in detail, especially during COVID, how bad it was with the censorship on platforms like ours. Because we already got pulled down off YouTube. <laughs> they took us off YouTube seven years yeah. ago. We were the first, actually, we were the first people I know that got yanked off. But that doesn't surprise anybody who watches this show because, I mean, we're just like, we have no holes barred here. You know, <laughs> I, I've got a story i got to tell you. This is, this is uh, and I don't, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to do this a little bit today because it's, it's not really humorous, but it is kind of humorous. You know, I told you I knew a guy one time who basically had stupid tattooed across his forehead. I know you guys think I'm joking about that, but you can ask Austin. It's true. One is block letters. Uh, you know, years ago, we were at a fort up in Amelia Island. And there was a rattlesnake laying on the sidewalk, and my kids were young, and I was going to kill the rattlesnake, but because it was an eastern diamondback rattlesnake, supposedly a endangered species, which is a good thing, I think, the, basically the park ranger comes running out and tells me if I kill the snake, he's going to basically arrest me because the snake's protected. And then he picks up the snake with a stick, brings it over in the bushes where you can't see it anymore, and throws it away so they make sure it gets a good shot, a good clear shot of kids playing in the bushes that can bite them. And I told him, I said, what's wrong with you? This is unbelievably stupid. And, I mean, at that point in time, I thought I had found the dumbest person in the world. Okay, just, you know where this story is going to get interesting in a second. I know it's not interesting yet, but it will be. And then I thought I found the dumbest person in the world where the guy was stupid, tattooed across his forehead. This is the stupidest story I've ever seen. Okay, let me show you this picture. They find a 26-foot anaconda. Jeez. Okay. These reporters are so excited. This guy's got a dress shirt on, dress pants on. It looks like he's wearing a tie. I can't tell if he's a tie or not. And because the snake is swimming underneath their boat, he dives into the water with another friend of his to take a picture with it. Now, they're stupid, and then there's this. <laughs> this is a reptile that could eat, depending on their size, about three humans at once. At 26 feet long, this super snake, incredible moment, the world's largest snake is discovered by a TV crew with a 26-foot beast as thick <laughs> as a car tire filmed in the water. Now, you know, I don't know what to say about this besides what are you thinking? I don't know what to say. But, you know, you're diving into water with a reptile that can eat you, and you think it's okay. This is like going into a shark-infested water system with, you know, great whites without being in a shark cage. Then somebody's thrown a bunch of blood into the water, and they're in a feeding frenzy, and you dive in to see how they look. What is wrong with this guy wearing a dress shirt, diving in with this giant snake? But again, he probably wasn't raised in Florida killing pit vipers on, you know, as much as he wanted to. He's not raised in Florida with people who basically, you know, who carry eastern diamondback rattlesnakes away so they can bite children in the bushes. And here he is swimming with a 26-foot apex predator. There's a reason that snake is 26 feet long. That's exactly right. It's smart. <laughs> <laughs> it's really smart. I remember Joe Crane told me years ago, he used to live down in Miami. And one time he said they were out hunting near the Everglades, and there was this log laying across the road. And they were getting out to move it, and the log slithered into the Everglades. It was one of these big reptiles. So now, Austin, just in case we weren't happy enough about all the boas in the Everglades, 
just before you know the, we realized how dangerous it was to swim in some of our freshwater lakes now with alligators. Now we have the opportunity to infest our state with 26-foot 26-foot anaconda. Unbelievable. That's a big boy. And, uh, and <laughs> He's I, I, lucky that snake ate recently. He yeah. wasn't hungry. And I just, I'm, I'm sitting here going, what were you thinking? <laughs> it's were you it's thinking? all about the likes and the clicks, man. Oh That's what it's all about now. Oh. Everything's about getting the footage and the clicks and the likes. Oh and what's crazy about it is you're exactly right. That 26-foot snake, he's not 26 feet because he's an idiot. He's a reptile. He may not be the brightest animal on the planet, but he's not stupid. Yeah. Now, I remember years ago, back one of the last time, well, not last time, probably second or third times, went gator hunting. I remember we got one that was like 11 and a half foot, and he was a fighter, man. It took us a while to get him in, you know, as far as killing and get him in the boat. I talked to my buddy that was going hunting with me, and, you know, he said, gator's probably 70, 80 years old. And he goes, when you start getting around these warrior gators, these 11, 12, 13, 14-foot gators, he goes, they're not that size because they're stupid. He goes, they've lasted in Florida for almost 100 years, and they're still operating as an apex predator. So when you go after them, they don't want to die. They're going to fight you every which way, and they do. They, you got to be very careful. Make sure you're not falling in the water with them and everything else. And so reptiles like that. They're they're a wild card, and this guy's lucky. This anaconda just ate recently because that twenty six foot that would. Well, yeah. uh, you think about it, you, you got a fourteen foot gator on a hook. Yeah. Now, oh, by the way, when we talk about this, these are permitted hunts. <laughs> the state of Florida has given us permission to do this. We're not just walking. We get tags out. for. We're getting these are tags. There's, they're they're overpopulated. So I would so I so I don't get a bunch of letters from from the tree huggers, which they don't really listen to the show anyhow. But in case they did, I do not endorse poaching. You know, we do not endorse poaching, but I do endorse taking gators out of freshwater lakes with children that are over the, the age state of, asked oh, us to do it over over the length of four feet they don't need to end the water here with us and the problem is they like to crawl around and climb chain link fences and everything else you can watch that on video and so they have a tendency to migrate so be very careful i highly suggest to you now listen to me that you don't move to florida <laughs> <laughs> we're closed we're closed this is an anti-tourism document. Here. No vacancy. Yeah, no vacancy of Florida. And, and they're they shut down. The inter- yeah, just don't, just don't. Speaking of that, I want to, <laughs> oh, God. I, oh, I'm going to do this. I, and I, years ago, when they closed the state coming into Florida with COVID, I jumped in my plane because I didn't believe them because it was all over the news. They closed Interstate 75 coming into Florida. Everybody was getting checked for temperature, blah, blah, blah. And I had my pilot with me. And I said, uh, we're both flying. And I said, we're going to run up to the Georgia border real quick. I want to see if they've really closed the border. And they had not. It was all a lie. Everything was a lie. He goes, you really want to fly all the way to Georgia to see if they closed the border? I said, yeah. I said, I'm going to report it on the show. And I did the next day. It was a total lie. Nothing was closed. We flew all the way to Valdosta. Nothing was closed. So we try to get you the best news that we possibly can. Now, could this 26-foot anaconda be a hoax with this photograph? Could be AI, could be, could could be, be Photoshop, I don't know. But, uh, but there are people that are just stupid, they're going to do this. This would be like you jumping in the water with a 14-foot gator yeah. on a hook. Saying, get a photo with them watch, underwater. Watch this underwater struggle as it ensues. Now, if you were in a shark cage or something like that, that's still pretty stupid, but you could at least get them justified. But jumping in the water with a dress shirt on like this, now, this if this is real... He wins the stupid award. <laughs> Go ahead, Austin. <laughs> no, no question about it. And, and speaking of stupid awards now, the EPA, <laughs> speaking of them, they have now basically finished up some of their final landmark trial as far as the fluoride harm. The EPA's final witnesses now conceded to fluoride's harm and admit to flaws in the key study as the trial closes. This has been going on all last week now, and the agency's attempt to try to justify fluoride 
as essentially not being a neurotoxin. Now, this is something that you can't even make this up. It is a neurotoxin. It's a neurotoxin. And they've had multiple high, key witnesses that have been physicians and doctors and scientists that have come in now and said, fluoride's a neurotoxin. EPA goes, we don't care about your opinion. Next, another person comes up there and goes, documented all this, fluoride's a neurotoxin. EPA goes, erroneous, erroneous on every chart. We need somebody else up here. We need, here. We need another opinion. They've gone after opinion, after opinion, after opinion, and everybody says the same thing in this trial. <laughs> fluoride is a neurotoxin. And they go, well, that next witness, that's again erroneous. Strike that out. And what's crazy about this is this is the same company, the same agency, I should say, that's tasked with preventing pollution from our trucks and cars, the ones that come up with some of the stupidest ideology on what these vehicles have to do, and that fine companies like Cummins billions of dollars because they said they allegedly had cheater mods in their tuning to reduce the amount of emissions on paper, but they didn't actually do it. This is the same agency that's now telling us fluoride's safe. It's not a neurotoxin. You need to put it in your water. You actually need more of it. You need more in your toothpaste. Even though it says on the toothpaste with fluoride, if you ingest this contact poison control, Toothpaste, poison control. (laughs) You put those two together, it's like, all right, cool. If you drink this glass of water, contact poison control. All right, cool story. This is <laughs> how about we don't drink. The how water? about you just don't drink the water, right? So again, this is crazy. Again, I'll I'll link this to the article because there's been numerous companies now and agencies, Fluoride Action Network, Moms Against Fluoridation, multiple advocacy groups that have been in lawsuits with the EPA since 2017 about this now because they want to have fluoridation listed under the Toxic Substance Control Act and in water fluoridation, and they've been fighting it. They got some leadway in this trial, but again, is the EPA actually going to use their brain? Probably not. Doctor Strange Love movie from the 60s back you've never seen it austin they start world war three because a colonel gets mad because of fluoride in the water supply says they're going to destroy the united the States. irony fluoride. and that was by stanley kubrick everybody's watched that movie and uh, it really goes into detail about what fluoride does and it was like a spoof it was like a parody but it was it was it was legit Too by the way in order to, to in order now because this made such news now with the fluoride they've got to do damage control so Biden has now issued a $6 billion promise to make your drinking water safe. Oh, my gosh. This just happened. The White House announces new package for every state and territory to strip out toxic chemicals from tap. They never mention fluoride. fluoride. Nope. Administration will give states $5.8 billion to fund water system improvements. Efforts will focus on removing thousands of lead pipes and forever chemicals like Teflon. You know, so here we go. It says, read more. The EPA report finds 70 million Americans are drinking Teflon. The Biden administration will dish out nearly $6 billion. Now, here's the problem they're going to have with this, trying to get lead out of the water supply. It's hydrofluorosilicic acid. That's what fluoride is. It eats lead. Okay? When you eat lead, it goes in the solution. And the solution puts the lead in the water supply because of the hydrofluorosilicic acid. I was on a cruise ship years ago, and we brought one of those Brita filters with us, which I don't recommend, okay, and they, because they had put chlorine in the water supply, but that's all they had of the water on the ship was, was, was chlorine. So the Brita filter, all it takes out is pretty much chlorine. And so I was using the Brita filters. So I wouldn't talk to the captain. I said, do you put fluoride in the ship's water supply? He looked at me, started laughing. He goes, hydrofluorosilicic acid? No, it eats the pipes. Duh. Okay, so 
why in the world are we putting fluoride toothpaste into our bodies? Why are we putting fluoride toothpaste, mouthwash into our bodies? And why in the world are we not drinking water that has fluoride eliminated? That's why I mentioned earlier the distiller takes the fluoride out. It takes everything out. It takes the calcium carbonate out. You say, well, it's dead water. It's not healthy. Wait a minute. Stop. Would you rather drink water loaded with calcium carbonate to harden your arteries? Just a question. Or drink distilled water? It's nonsense. If you're that concerned about it, put a drop of trace minerals in it. But, you know, I don't ever put any trace minerals in my water. I don't do all that stuff. But, guys, listen to me. Fluoride was first used in the concentration camps in Germany in a liquid form, solution form, to make the inmates servile and infertile. We found that research out in Dachau when we went into the concentration camps in 45. In 46, they're putting it in our water supply. It's unbelievably poisonous. I mean, they use it for rat poison. I mean, if you put a, if you took a teaspoon of rat poison, you mix it in a gallon of water, shook it up, you couldn't see it, poured a glass of it, and said, "This has rat poison in it. Will you drink this?" You're going to say no. Well, why in the world would you drink anything like this? I remember years ago they had a guy with Roundup. He was saying it was safe to drink. Some idiot. Yeah. And uh, and they they they, they put it. So okay, but they put about they put a squirt of Roundup in it. So drink it. Drink it yeah, on live TV. Show it. me you'll drink it. No, I won't touch it. Okay, well there you go. Not going to do it. See, this is the problem that you have with these manufacturers of these chemicals. It gets in everything. And then they don't want to drink it themselves, so they feed it to us. Guys, don't drink fluorinated water. And never give your baby water formula. In fact, just use breast milk if you possibly can. And don't use any fluoride at all, even in your own water. Because remember, you are the mother who's manufacturing the milk. You put poisons into your milk, it's going to come back into the infant. But it is what it is. It's been an interesting show today, especially with the Anaconda story. I like the Anaconda story, by the way. <laughs> Final up, just reiterated research from Harvard School of Public Health. I bring this article up all the time. Combined 27 studies and found strong indication that fluoride may adversely affect cognitive development in children. Oh, yeah. That was from Harvard School of Public Harvard Health. School of Public Health. So, again, my friends, do the research. Ask questions. Don't just take everything at face value. Well, that's what somebody said to do. That's what we're going to do it. You are, thank you. Support of Health Masters. You guys need anything? Know where to get a hold of us. Vitamin E. I'll be putting this on sale here as product of the week in the next couple hours. So we'll be up and running on sale and continue to look at different things and do your own research, like we talk about on the show all the time. We bring these articles to you. We do it in a really high-paced fashion. You can go and look them up on the website and do more research on them, which I highly, highly recommend you do because it's always good to have an understanding of what's really happening, so you can continue to educate other people and get the truth out there on a regular basis. So thank you, my friends. Healthmasters.com. Keep up the fight. We're here to help you out as much as we can. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.